Welcome to episode number 157 of Marketing Without the Marketing. I am very happy to have you here and very happy to be back at the mic after a little break of about six weeks or so where I took a little time off from the podcast. Got the chance to focus on some client projects over the summer, but also do some writing uh, of my own in some of which is in prep for the new season of this podcast and even a little R&R, which was all very nice. But glad to be back at the mic here today. Now for the new season, I want to start with a story. And this story comes from my experience playing music. And as I've mentioned a few times on this podcast, I play in a band. The band is called The Rockmores and we play every few weeks or so. And we've played a lot this spring and summer, which has been really, really nice. Uh, we played a show a few weeks ago, and we played with this band uh, who were, they were uh, very, very nice guys, uh, young, like post-college type folks. Uh, and the reason that that's important at all is just that this was one of their very first shows. They had, hadn't played uh, very much together, um, but they were really good players, got a lot of potential uh, if they choose to stick with this. Um, uh, it, it was great to play with them. So after the show, we were chatting and I was talking about my belief that live music is a gift. Whether I'm performing or being a spectator, to me, live music is a gift. You share something uh, in a space together, audience uh, and performers, uh, that's very human to human. Something that will only occur in that moment and never happen again. So it's a very unique experience that only you can have in that moment. And that to me is the essence of human connection and what's so special about it. So I was relating this to uh, the bass player of the other band who said that he only sees national acts and doesn't see much local music. And I was like, wait a second, you mean you don't go out to see your friends play? You don't go out to, you know, local clubs, see local music? Why not? I love it so much. This was, <laughs> this to me was sort of, I couldn't really understand this. So I was trying to unpack it. And of course, the answer that he gave made a lot of sense when you think of it practically. He said, look, you never know what you'll get when you go to a club, right? I feel like my time is limited and I don't want to take a chance on seeing something bad. Now, I wish I was quick enough to respond on the fly. Of course, you know, you think about this and it comes a day later. We all experience that. But what I would have said to him is, look, if, if you don't go to other people's shows, how is it that you expect others will come to your show? Right? This to me is very much in the same vein of if you build it, they will come, right? So in other words, oh, we'll just show up and we'll perform and people will, will uh, assemble and, uh, and we'll be audience to this performance. And we think of this uh, as it directly relates to the business world, like you build a website and of course people will just show up or you start posting on social media and people will just show up, right? Now look, we know that's not the way it works. You have to be a part of the community that you hope to serve. You're not special. I'm not special. There's no reason for you to just show up because of who I am. Who, I, who am I? I'm nobody. The only reason that it's worth anything to you whatsoever is in me sharing a moment with you 
that's either going to inspire, educate, enlighten, entertain, some reason for you to be there. You're not here just because of me and who I am. And this doesn't matter if I'm wearing my podcasting hat or if I've got a guitar strapped on and performing for folks. I'm not special. And none of us should expect that that's the case. And here's the other thing about this, right? I I also get that time is scarce and that you don't want to take a chance on, on quote unquote seeing something bad, but how will you ever experience the delight of a new discovery? Right? If you only do what you think is going to sort of minimize the risk, you're always going to get what's expected, never more, never less. This to me is the underlying ethos of fast food. Right? You just get what you expect. And while sure, you're going to minimize the risk of maybe, you know, getting something worse than what you expect, you're also unlikely to ever experience something which I think is the, is the greatest joy, is to find this new thing that gets you excited. You're not likely to see that if you're not ever taking chances on this. And of course, I couldn't help but think that this exchange here uh, directly related to how we run our businesses, which obviously is the whole point of this podcast, um, And look, sure, this is obvious for creatives, right? Be a part of the community that you want to serve. So musicians, go to shows, buy people's records, right? If you want them to go to your shows and buy your records. But same thing for writers, too. You should be reviewing books, not just writing books. You should be going to authors' readings. You should be showing support, showing that you're interested, showing that you love reading, especially in the genre that you're in. It's a community, do that first. If you want people to read your books, show that you're you're a part of this, that this is something that gets you so fired up that you can't help but to write about that or to do whatever it is that you do, right? Because that excitement is infectious and it's why people want to be a part of what you're doing. They're not going to be there just because you are special. They're going to be there because you're showing a genuine interest, a genuine passion, an obsession with a certain thing. Same thing for artists or designers, right? Go to their their openings, wear their clothing, their jewelry, show that you're excited about it. Make the first move. Now, it may be obvious with things that we as creatives produce, right? But it's the same thing for small businesses, right? Don't just treat people like they're customers only. Show up to help educate them about the issues in the sector, Be there as a trusted resource for information or recommendations. Help them discover new things. Bring that delight of discovery to them. So, for instance, the obvious example is if you're a bookstore, show that you are absolutely in love with reading. Make recommendations that you're charged up about. The new book by so-and-so that you absolutely have to read, it it, it was amazing. And of course, a lot of bookstores do this, this, especially the smaller ones. We have a great one in my neighborhood that's just fantastic about that. And of course, I'm going to go and try to support them rather than just buying it on Amazon. And look, in return, that excitement, that thing that people bring, that human-to-human connection, in return, it's our responsibility as consumers to support that, right? So in other words, I don't want to see you looking up the book on Amazon in your local bookstore so that you can go and buy it on Amazon and get it for $2 cheaper and free shipping. Now look, of course... 
just because you run your business this way, it's no guarantee that this dynamic won't happen, but you do lower the chances that this is going to happen uh, when you're an actual human being with an actual relationship to someone, uh, your customer or your audience. Now, of course, this is a little different in the digital realm, right? Uh, in my story of, of playing music and going to see live music, right? That's this very special and more intimate relationship because you're there in the same room, in the same space, face-to-face. Uh, gets a little bit different when you've got something separating you. For instance, with this podcast, right? We're not in the same room together, but we can share this time. Uh, it's just going to be a little bit different, right? But here's the thing. Would you listen to me at all if I hadn't gone through and made the tons of mistakes that I have in running my own small business, right? If I was just someone with a, a safe and quote unquote secure corporate job talking about issues that small business owners have? No, of course not. You're listening because presumably because I'm, I'm actually doing it, right? I've learned how to set up a business and the legal aspects, how to find customers, how to write a contract, how to set up payment portals, how to get the work done, how to do the accounting, how to understand cash flow, budgeting, et cetera, et cetera. I'm actually doing it, and so are you, right? So we learn from one another. That's really important, right, if we're going to have an understanding. And, yeah, maybe the digital realm separates us a little bit, but we can still have that relationship if we approach it that way, right? But also, here's the thing, right? If you're not a part of the community that you hope to serve, right, if you're not waist deep in it, one big danger is you're also never going to see emerging trends. And this is a huge disadvantage, right? You're not going to be in a very good position to innovate or respond to trends. If everything that you see is from the outside looking in, all you can do then is to affirm the opinions that others already have. And it's very, very hard to lead from that position. If we want people to follow what we do, we need to stake out a leadership position. That means speaking up. We need to say something, to do something worthy of people's attention, to share experience, to inspire people, to do whatever it is that you do. But you got to take a chance, right? If we never take chances, we'll never see the front edge of the field. We won't be in a position to recognize or even understand the leading edge. And that's really dangerous if you're in the, in the business of serving others because people are looking for that expertise or, 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 or that motivation or something from you that's a little bit different. If you're always in the center, you're never going to be able to do that. And all right, this comes full circle now. That's been the whole point of this Content Marketing 201 series that I've been writing. So many people out there are, are playing follow the leader when it comes to content marketing. It's mainstream now. But to me, it's always been about the nuances. So we have to go not just further, but deeper than just setting up a blog, posting to social once a day or whatever. I see a ton of weak implementation that feels like effort, but is unlikely to yield any results. And that's a shame. And I want to help you avoid that. So if you want to catch up on the series, I've done Web Strategy 201 
and blogging 201, which you can find if you just scroll back in your feed or left a link in the show notes so you can go and find those few episodes. Next up, I want to talk about email marketing 201, in particular, list segmentation and automation, two very important topics. I would make the argument that it's not possible to run your small business without this right now. That's how important I think email is and how important I think automation is. Uh, So I'm going to get to that next. And then I'll hit social media 201 and online stores for those of you who wish to sell products online. Been thinking a lot about email in particular, and uh, part of the writing that I've been doing is a way deeper dive on this for future podcast episodes. I'm designing a whole new series on email because it's just so critically important. Uh, it really has been the primary instrument for the client work that I've been doing, uh, especially over the past couple few years. Uh, just I've seen great results in this, and I want to share that with you. Okay, but back to that in the next episode. uh, Hit subscribe in your podcast app or uh, go to controlmousemedia.com slash subscribe, and I'll send you a quick unobtrusive email when it's ready. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.